Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome into this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco back with you as we roll into week three in the NFL, week four in the college slate, which, quite frankly, for the first time all year, is better than the NFL slate. We'll try to get to as much as the action as we possibly can. Mike, it's always good to talk to you. We will handicap as many games as we can. Our beloved Bears are in a bit of a crisis right now. It's uh, one of the more tumultuous weeks I can remember up at Hallis Hall. You've been around a long time as a fan in the media uh, this week. And just where they are now, the state of the Bears, oh my goodness, my friend, it is not good as they uh, roll into Kansas City, where I am getting ready for a very tough opponent here in Week 3. Yeah, and trying to bury a story that's still out there. People here in Chicago, I know you're in Kansas City, thank, thank God that uh, you guys are safe, everything worked out, you're going to be there for what might be a humiliation, who knows. <laughs> uh, but i got to tell you, Carm, uh, like I've said, and you know, it's been, uh, been a fan for over six decades, uh, one hand doesn't know what's wash, uh, washing the other. The excuses for Justin Field have to end. Uh, the excuses for the whole football team. It's an embarrassment. Uh, and then when you have uh, even people at our own station, AM 1000, uh, the home of the Bears, uh, you have Mike Greenberg, who's a Jets fan, chastising Bear fans or the Bear organization? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, he's got his footy pajamas on with his Jets jersey, and they've been more up than the Chicago Bears over the last 50 years. So that's my, that's my statement to Greeny. You shouldn't be uh, uh, selling receipts, and the same with Steven yeah. and, and everybody else. Let us try to handle this because we're close. And the bottom line of being close is I know this. Bears are like family to me. They're covering up the situation. The only way it's going to come to fruition, what's everybody going to do if he's charged with something? Is everybody going to say, well, why didn't the Bears say something? All of a sudden, Brad Big says three days ago, this is not the story we heard for three days. That's about as close as I've ever seen a writer say there's some BS going on. That being said, yeah. you can't have a more screwed-up situation from top to bottom. Yep, yep. The Bill Polian, Indianapolis oh, Colt oh. executives, and Matt Eberflus right up there now in my world with Jim Dooley, Abe oh, Gibran, Mark Trustman. There's no doubt about it. They have no idea who's, uh, what's going on. And then you have players taking shots. I mean, D.J. Moore... A Tampa Bay Buccaneer says they ain't using you right? Wait a minute. You've been here for two games, three games. You're making buku money. You're making $42 million guaranteed. And I got to see on social media, they're not using you right? You signed the deal, man. And it's time for you to step up and everybody else. And quit blaming the coaches. I mean, my God, they show aerial views of three guys wide open. Of course. Luke yeah, Getzey ain't throwing the ball. 
Yeah, I thought it was a step back, unfortunately, for Justin last week. Of I, course I really you did. do. I mean, you my, haven't been is... against them, Carm. You no, haven't been I, against I'm, them. Look, I, we, I think we all want him to succeed. We all Absolutely. finally want a quarterback, Mike. I mean, uh, minus two drives. Uh, I thought he was pretty lousy, actually. And, you know, unfortunately, two drives doesn't make a football game. I mean, you, you can't be good on two drives and really bad on the other ten. Uh, this team can't get over 20 uh, points. Mike, they haven't scored 21 points in a football game since week 11 of last year. And they have it's been eight straight up. games, Mike. And I mean, they've given up 25 points a game. Yes. The last yes. 12. So it's a breakdown from top to bottom. Yes. But Agreed. bottom line is this. Your quarterback, I mean, I'm telling you right now, I'll take any quarterback in the league will have a win. Jared Goff, if he's on this Bear team with our receivers, that line is giving him enough protection. We got to win. Yeah. I'll name five more quarterbacks oh, that yeah. I can go to. This is nonsense. And you know what? The, the, the nonsense now, I heard Darius Butler, loved him as a player, clueless as an analyst. He says, you got to let him be athletic and be Justin Fields. We did that last year. I they know. were three and four. They, they lost ten what, straight games. What are we? Yeah, they lost ten straight. What are we? What are we doing over here? Was this a circus? I feel like Jake Lamotta. What are we? A circus over here? That's crazy. It's crazy. Um, since 2019, look, this is a stat, unfortunately, that we've talked about from time to time. I, I, I hate rubbing. Salt, uh, you're in not the rubbing salt. You're selling past uh, the odds. Couple do it all the that's time. That's right. Since 2019, uh, folks, and no team in the NFL has performed worse relative to expectation than our beloved Bears. They're 23, 45, and one against the number. That is abysmal. 11 and 23 on the road during this 12 game losing streak, going back to last year. They are two and ten against the spread. It's just absolutely brutal. Well, you know what. You're right, and those are great stats. And you know Adam Abdallah's working with us today, right? He is. Adam's and helping Adam, us And Adam cornered me in the kitchen. He said, bring something <laughs> different to the table, old man. And I, I said, okay. The Bears under Justin Fields are 4-18 oh. and 18 straight up on Sundays. That's brutal. That's almost impossible. It's almost impossible. To comprehend. And here's another thing. Adam has a, has a baby that's eight months old. I'm here to tell you, you'll be going to her wedding. Before the Bears win a Super Bowl for his wedding. I can't take it. I can't go that much longer for crying Well, you're going to go longer. Uh, you know what? Somebody cornered me, tried to corner me on the bar room. They said, well, what about your partners? And what about uh, Bernstein over at the other place? They, I said, listen, I, I'm the only one that really was a Mitch guy. So I said sports radio stations. Carmen didn't. It, it, it was Carmen didn't want fields. He just wanted a change. Yes. There's a difference. But see, they're going to learn. Whether it be all the youngsters, and Carmen's still a youngster, especially now because I guess he shaved his goatee. Uh, I, I, I heard you look like Joey Fatone again in his prime. Uh, but, but everybody's going to learn. It's from the organization on yeah, down. It's a, it's a failure and, for years, yeah. Mike. You're right. And Justin Fields has to clean up a mess after. Um, you don't call a press conference if you had a press yeah, conference. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. Ridiculous. Come on. Believe it or not, a little money has come in on the Bears going into this week three matchup here in Kansas City. I love City. them. I think because the number was so big, and a lot of times sharp bettors will just take the big double-digit underdog. But uh, to me, it's still a little tough to back the Bears here because they're kind of in disarray. Uh, but since 2019, NFL teams that are favored by 10 plus points are just 71 75 and three against the number of the chiefs just eight ten and one against the spread over that span when laying double digits so this line has come off the 13 a little bit down to 12 12 and a half yep. in some places 48's the total i will say this interesting trend that is correlated
correlated with the Chiefs holding teams to under 21 points. And we just told you how many weeks in a row the Bears have gone failing to score 21. In the last 40 games in which the Chiefs have held teams to under 21 points, Mm -hmm. the under has come in in 36 of those games. It's kind of a really impressive correlation. So if you think the Chiefs defense will get after the Bears, uh, maybe the offense doesn't throttle up as much, and maybe you look at under 48. Uh, But I don't have a, a specific play one way or another on this game. I'll be in the stadium at Arrowhead. I'm looking forward to that on Sunday. But uh, you still, always go to see the greatest quarterbacks. You have to travel. Well, like I mean, Tom t- Brady, t- right? Remember, Mike? Exactly. Yeah, you had to travel to Tampa to see Tom Brady bring the kids. <laughs> That's exactly right. We got to take the kids on the road to see the good ones. I mean, we don't listen. Them I've seen everybody from Vince Evans to Steve Stenstrom. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Justin Fields right now, uh, his athletic ability last year made him the worst passer in football. Yeah. I, they want to see Carm. I think they designed this on purpose. Can he throw out of the pocket on a consistent basis? I think you're right, yes. Because if he can't, he's done. I think they're trying to make a determination. You can't win. You're exactly right. And they've got this year to try to do it before they have to pick up the fifth-year option. Absolutely. At the end of the Wait, would you give this guy seriously? Not right now, no. I mean, first of all, they're all barbecuing Danny Jones for the money he's getting. Oh, I know. And he was terrible again last night, too. But but you know how to know some? I'd pick him up at the airport. If he could play for the Bears. I'm no, curious. I mean, it, it, look, look, Justin has got 15 games left to change the narrative, right? I mean, maybe, no. he's you know. Got five, he's got but, six. Well, but as of now, no, you're not picking up that option as of now. There's no chance. Let me ask you uh, something, Carm. You own the Bears. You've seen the first two games, okay? And you, to me, I said at the beginning of the season, he's got eight games. Because if they're 0-8, I'm sorry, oh, oh from everybody, from you, me, the media, the fans, uh, the people not going to the games. Uh, they need a new stadium. I will stick to my guns. I am a Deion Sanders or Jim Harbaugh or Bust. You want a new stadium? You want taxpayers to help you? You want to build a new regime? You cannot stay in-house. It's brutal. Can't. Yeah. Um, all right, coming up, we're going to talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy. We'll get ponies from Jim Miller later. We're going to give you best plays. Uh, Mike gave you a great one last week. So cool. uh, this is what we do. We've uh, we've got a, another winning season going as yep. a team. Fourteen to a little eight bit of a, one. Carb. That's a beautiful thing. We'll take it. I'm three three and one here in the best place. I'll yes, start to uh, do my my um, uh, some heavy lifting and hold up my end of the bargain. But as yes, a team, all we do week to week is give you winners. So we'll give you some best plays a little bit later on. We got a good board to work through, especially in college football. So we'll try to hit on some of those big games. But when we come back, uh, we'll tell you what's hot over at Prop Swap. Don't go anywhere, folks. We are coming right back. We're just getting warmed up. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFelco with you. Catch up on demand all weekend long, especially during football season. And I say I know those guys are talking about Olympic games. Of course we are. Uh, get all the handicap, the best breakdown. Just make sure you have the ESPN Chicago app on your smartphone. You should also have the PropSwap app. We tell you that all the time. It's a great place to buy and sell futures wagers. It's the only place. There's nothing like it. And every week we talk to one of the founding members, the Chicago guy through and through. He is the one and only Luke Pergandy. Oh, Kansas City. Here we go. <laughs> What's up, Luke? Hi, Mike. Hey, Luke. 
Uh, we've talked a lot of uh, Blake Snell versus Justin Steele, oh. and you can officially close the book on Steele after his oh. last two starts, especially considering how good Snell's been in his yep. last two. You know, more interesting now, all of a sudden, Luke, is like this notion that somehow the, the Padres could sneak in the back door. Look, I mean, I know they've won seven straight. They're the hottest team in baseball. I, I do believe that's the longest winning streak in baseball right now, seven straight wins. But uh, to think with, four, you know, being four games out with four teams to jump uh, with two weeks to, uh, you know, a week to go here. We're into the final week of the season. I think that's a little bit of a long shot. But uh, is there still Snell action and are people suddenly looking to gobble up some uh, Padres tickets? Yeah, so we're selling Padres tickets all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, I you know, obviously with Robsoff, they just have to get in, and you're you're making money on that ticket. I don't think anyone actually thinks the team's going to win the World Series with the way the NL is so stacked up. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're selling Padres tickets for sure. I mean, I I use the analogy; it's it's like the Texans in the NFL. We're selling Texans tickets. I think there's some belief that CJ Stroud can can get hot all of a sudden, and you flip it. So, yeah, I mean, people are making bets on the Padres. Yeah, I was uh, wrong about Justin Fields at the end, but here's where Prop Swap came in. I was right when they were 18-1. to I was right when they were 9-1. So when you sold them, you made money on Justin Fields if you had bought early. That being said, let's talk about uh, the Chicago Bears real quick, Luke. Uh, you know, I know that Fields was 16 to one. You said last week, even though they the team went to 125 to one. Now I think he's got to be 100 to one. I maybe I didn't even check 66 to one, 76 to one. And where where does that stand now? I mean, you can't even sell that ticket no. now, right? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, look, they. I think betters were willing to give them one more shot against mm-hmm. the bad. Tampa Bay team. It's like I brush off the division rival of right. Green Bay. Green Bay typically does well against Chicago. Fine. Let's see if they can rebound against the down Tampa Bay team with Baker Mayfield leading the charge. That did not happen. So, uh, yeah, I, I think both Bears futures and, yeah, Justin Fields is now yep. 100 to 1. He's out. Um, I mean, I, I would ask you guys, like, you know, that uh, Brock Purdy looked incredible oh. last night. Would you rather have Brock Purdy right now or Justin oh, Fields? Oh, for sure. Not even I'd rather have, I told Carmen, I'd rather have almost every, any quarterback. Give me Jared Goff. Give me Tannehill. Yeah, Goff, Goff looks great. And Goff he had, looks the, great. had the record for most passes without a without an interception. Yeah. He's looked, he looked great. Yeah, no, I, it's excuse it, time is it, over. It's got to be, and at some point you got to start getting some victories. Yep. There's no doubt. Uh, let's talk about the Heisman race a little bit. And, you know, we've talked about Shadur Sanders. Yep. What a great story it's been. I mean, two hundred to one at the start of the year. You know, down to eighteen to one. Stuff like that was built for prop swap. I just wanted to ask you about Michael Penix, who's really been impressive. You know, former Big Ten kid who's out in Washington these last couple years. I mean, I, I know Washington hasn't played a great slate of opponents yet. It will get tougher. They've got Oregon in a couple weeks. They've got USC. Uh, I think the first weekend in November they've got Utah after that later in the year they've got Oregon State so their schedule will get tough later in the year but Washington has looked incredible and they have thumped all comers here in their first three games Penix is down to the second choice I believe now at about five to one after Caleb Williams so has there been a little action and a little appetite even though sometimes those guys get lost in the shuffle out in the Pacific Northwest Luke are people starting to buy into Michael Penix a little bit Yes, they are. Uh, you know, Caleb Williams is obviously, you know, he won last year, so of course he gets all eyes, but we talk about this all the time. The West Coast is at a disadvantage mm. because on the East Coast is where the bulk of the Heisman voters live, and they don't get to watch these West Coast games because maybe they start at 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 California time or Seattle time, normal 
normal start time for a football game, but it kicks off at 1030 on the East Coast. So I agree for Penix to be doing what he's doing. He's absolutely in the hunt. You got him. You got Caleb plus 350, Penix plus 480, and then yours, Texas quarterback, plus 550. Hartman at 10 to 1. Huge game in South Bend. I'll be yeah. at the, the Notre Dame Ohio State game. Nice. Um, you know, tomorrow night. So if, if they win, if Notre Dame wins that, Hartman's odds oh. will be single digits for sure. Yes. Yeah. I think you're I right agree. About that. Yeah. I agree. And you know what? Everybody thinks that Ohio State's been playing, you know, coy and that Alabama's going to win and start churning it up. But I think it's a different landscape because of nil and other things Mm -hmm. that it used to be. I don't think you can depend anymore. And I'm including the points, but in this, Luke, and maybe you're seeing this. You're probably seeing mid-major schools that would never have been given the opportunity to to get into the playoffs, get in bed. Even the Pac-12 now looks like they're going to be in charge uh, if they keep playing like they're playing as far as teams going to the playoffs. Yeah. No, I'm worth selling Colorado tickets. Obviously, thinks that Travis Hunter is hurt for for the Oregon game. We sold a massive Shredder Sanders Heisman ticket. Uh, This customer bet 200 bucks. And he sold it for a thousand awesome. uh, this week. A Shadur Sanders Heisman ticket. That's out to twenty-five to one. So there's Perfect. there's belief. Obviously, if they pull off this, you know, three touchdown upset, like what do you do with a Shadur Sanders Heisman ticket? You, you you beat Oregon without your you know best player who plays both ways and Travis Hunter. Like that's that's a, that's another guy that if he can somehow pull this off, his odds, in my opinion, will go down to ten to one. He's I agree. Currently around. Thirty if, to one. They'll go to single digits if he if they up if oh, he yeah. plays great and they upset Oregon, which I don't see happening. It'll go down to single digits. I agree with that. Yeah. that's the beauty though. We always talk about the site too in, in the app. If somebody yep. took a two hundred dollar bet and you know made five uh, x on their money, it's fantastic. So, uh, Luke, always appreciate it, buddy. Have fun in uh, South Bend. Uh, it should be a great atmosphere. Night Have game. a hell of a time. Be there. Have a hell of a time. It's right. Don't drink too much. Damn it. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next Friday. All right, bud. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Enjoy Kansas City. Bye. Thanks, brother. Uh, there he what? is, the one and only Luke Pergandy. Do you know that in 1975, I went to a concert at uh, Royal Stadium, which is right across the way from where you're going to be, Chicago and the Allman Brothers. And oh, they, look at And that. the Bears have only been to two Super Bowls. I know. Isn't that, that sad? <laughs> Can you believe it, Mike? Oh, God. Let's talk about that Ohio State-Notre Dame game for yes. a minute since we were just discussing it. I'm a big fan. It. Yeah, I mean, look, Notre Dame's the home dog here. Um, I don't know if that maybe surprises some. Uh, I think there are some metric reasons that you could look at Ohio State coming into this game with that defense, you know, and plus the pedigree and everything else. And their fans travel extremely well. There will be a lot of scarlet and gray uh, in those stands. Uh, but maybe some might be surprised to see game day, night game, uh, Notre Dame being the underdog. They are the three-point home dog. Sam Hartman, who Mike and I love and we I talk about him. all the time. We talked ma- about him the same way we talked Talked about the Joker for you. Talked about him the last couple of years at Wake Forest. We love him. Sam Hartman making start number 50. Mm -hmm. Meantime, Kyle McCord making start number 6. So you'd say, okay, Notre Dame's got the advantage there. Both these teams have been great defensively. Both are top 5 in the country in yards per play against. Both are top 10 in passing defense efficiency. And D's been great in the red zone. And they might have the secondary that can go toe-to-toe with Marvin Harrison. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think Notre Dame might be a little bit of a live dog this weekend? I think Notre Dame is in Ohio State for for Mikey is a stay-away game, Carm. It's sort of like uh, you were saying about the the Chiefs-Bears, you know. I -hmm. happen to be leaning, and let me tell everybody, last week I was 2-0 on the bonus because I did hit a lean, and that Carmen and I, our rules are if you hit a lean, that counts as a win. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, Giolito came through for me. There you go. There you go. 
Oh, by the way, he was looking for a long-term deal. I'm hoping he gets invited to camp next year, to be honest, <laughs> after what I just saw. But I would stay away from Notre Dame. A- okay. At Ohio State. I think that's it's. Do you know? I stayed up. Look at folks. I battled to stay awake past nine o'clock. I stayed awake for that Colorado. I game. I did too. It was awesome. I'm sorry. It was I awesome. felt I felt like I was 68 again. You it, know what I mean? It, it was fantastic. Oh, uh, I mean, it, it really was great. Was. And I'm telling um, Bear fans this right now. Carmen doesn't. Well, he knows I'm serious about whatever I bring. You want an entertainer, a celebrity coach that can coach a team, clean out lockers and get you a stadium in record time with taxpayer backing and a bare PR thing yeah. to get it turned around. Harbaugh could do the same thing, but this Deion Sanders. And plus, we get we would get his kid. Yeah. It, it, listen, it's been a we great story. We could get his kid. It's been a great story. I think Deion um, has uh, – Oh, look, he's, gonna, he's got a tough he, schedule coming he, up. Well, and, and I think he knows it, and he's been a little bit more quiet you know, this week. I think he knows they're in deep at Oregon. Look, they're well, a three-touchdown the dog. That's a great point. You know why, too? He agitated the uh, Colorado State, and that kid did the cheap shot. Yeah, yeah. And that Dion went to defense on the yes, kid he because Dion knows yes, who lit did. the candle. Yep. No, the two I, I thought that was. Did. I thought that was good. On it was Dion's a class part, move too. to come back. Um, look, Colorado's last win against a top ten opponent came all the way back in 07. No Travis Hunter. We just talked about that with Luke. Uh, that's a yeah. that's a huge loss. More than anything, it's a huge loss on defense because sure he's done such a good job on the he's done such a good job on the outside. You're facing a team now in in Oregon that's fifth in passing offense in the country. Uh, they got one of the best receivers in the country in Troy Franklin. Plus, the Ducks uh, are allowing fewer than 16 points per game. So this is a pretty well rounded team. I think Colorado. Colorado's in pretty deep this week. One other thing I want to mention before we break uh, college-wise, the UCLA-Utah tilt is going on at Rice-Eccles this weekend. The line move here uh, would indicate that Cam Rising is returning. I I don't think anything's been official as of yet. Last time I checked earlier this morning, it was not. But this line, and and Adam Abdallah pointed it out to me yesterday, Mm -hmm. this line went from 4.5 out to 6, Utah laying 6. This is a no-play game for me. Uh, UCLA's been impressive. Young Dante Moore's been great, but now he goes into the one. Yeah, They've been good, but they got a young kid now going on the road. And granted, it's not a night game, but one of the toughest places to play in the country in Rice Eccles at Utah. Utah's defense, top 25 in America, overall efficiency, passing defense efficiency, turnover margin. So I think UCLA's got a tough game on its hands, but I, you know, I don't, I don't usually mind backing Chip Kelly in these spots. It's just kind of out to six now. Uh, maybe if it gets to a full touchdown, I'll think about it. But I certainly at this point wouldn't be laying it with Utah because you've missed the best of the number. It does seem like Cam Rising's going to return to this game tomorrow afternoon, Mike. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I mean, first of all, Chip Kelly, you know, I keep hearing that Deion Sanders would never want to coach the NFL because they won't listen. That's BS because every coach has that itch, whether it be Nick Saban, Chip Kelly, most of them fail. Most of them fail, though, yeah. Most of them fail, but if you have a chance to coach your son at the next stop, that's my point. And, you know, I, I like wide open football. I like the fact that Chip Kelly is in the right place at the right time. That was my point. He did go to the NFL. wasn't his game. He's in his game now. He's made UCLA relevant again. But this is a stay away from me, man. Yeah, and it, like I said, if it gets out to seven, we'll see. Uh, yeah. One last thing I'll give everybody just real quick. I love one it, last things. It's a great trend if you, if you, if you, you, know, if you like them, if sometimes mm-hmm. you want to throw it into the calculus, uh, the Penn State-Iowa game. We won't do a, the calculus. I'm, I'm going to find out what this calculus <laughs> is about, and then we'll talk. We'll get back to you. 
Yeah. Um, we won't deep dive this game, but just real quick, Penn State uh, laying mm. two touchdowns at home against Iowa. It's a night game in Happy Valley. Those are always tough for opponents, but just remember this, folks. The longest ATS uh, cover run in the country right now belongs to the Nittany Lions. Yep. James Franklin's group is 9-0-1 against the number. And people think they're playoff 10. bound. People yeah, they might be. They, they might, might be. be. All right, coming up, we're going to get back into some of the NFL games. There I is love a it. there's a big interesting game we want to break down in Minnesota. A few other games around the uh, around the National Football League in Week Three that we're going to hit on. Plus, we'll give you best plays later, and we'll get some ponies from Jim Miller. So, more to do. We got a full show for you. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike and Carmen with you every week. Follow Mike on Twitter. He's at North to North. That's the number two on that Carmen DeFalco. Week three around the National Football League. A very interesting game in Minneapolis between the 0-2 Chargers and 0-2 Vikings. Look, I didn't pick either of these teams in my preview of the football season to make the playoffs this year. That said, the team that loses this game can pretty much close the book. Uh, This century, uh, actually I think it's since 2002, so uh, over the last 20-plus years, a lot of data, big data set, only one team has ever started 0-3 and rallied to make the playoffs. Now you might say, Carmen, wait, there are extra teams. That's true. If we go back to include the teams that would have made it in a seven, uh, uh, seven seven playoff team format, only one other team would have snuck in, and I think it would have been the 2000, forgive me, 2015, maybe Pittsburgh Steelers. I can't exactly remember the year, but only two teams in the last 20-plus years that have started 0-3 have ever made the playoffs. So the team that loses this game, Mike, would probably be out. The Chargers hold the very dubious distinction of being the first team ever through two weeks to score more than 50 points without a single turnover and lose both games. The Chargers yeah. certainly know how to charger. Vikings at home laying a point this weekend. You know how I always say, let's erase the past show and look forward to the next show? Mm-hmm. Well, I remember something you said to me about two weeks ago. Okay? Mm-hmm. I didn't erase it because you did. I brought up the young man that plays quarterback for, this, uh, for the L.A. Chargers. Uh, and I said to you, I said, you know, why is everybody high on him? I said, what's he done? He's not been in the Super Bowl. He's not, can't get him to the playoffs. Had only said, one playoff game, and it was a, it, they, they collapsed. And you know what you said to me? Not yet. And I, I, we didn't have time. We had to get out. And I, I, it was a passing comment anyway, Karen, but maybe never. I mean, because mm. it, it, here's another deal where I think it's a combination. It's a rich man's bears. Mm. You got players. You just can't get over the hump. Right. When you're known more for offense as a team, than for defense. I mean, name me 11 legends on the defense of the San Diego slash L.A. Chargers all time. You'll have trouble. I can name you 30 guys on offense. Uh, you know what Sean I mean? Sean Merriman. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, and, and Junior Seau. Junior Sean Seau. Merriman, Sean Ron Merriman. Mix, an old schooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now you want me to start going oh with the God, Chargers? Please. John Jefferson, John Hadle, Lance Allworth, Keith Lincoln. Dan I'll Fouts. go all night long like Lionel Richie. <laughs> That's their problem. They don't. 
and they got a coach that stands on the sidelines and and just looks like he's watching TV with me. Well, and look at the look at the second half numbers, like how precipitously they fall off, and that's a sign of coaching. What's that precipitous mean? Well, I mean, Mike, it's a sign of coaching. They're, this is a defensive guy. They're dead last yeah. in the NFL in EPA per play. Drop back EPA. They're allowing the third most net they yards won't get rid of per him, drive. By the way, folks. It's been terrible. He's the favorite won't. to get fired first, you know. Well, you know who's right around the corner to Matty get fired Rufloos. first? Matty Yeah, he's 4-1 to one right four now. He's 4-1. to one. Here's exactly. the deal with Staley. If you look at the Chargers, they don't pull the trigger that fast. They mm. usually keep their coaches for a while. Uh, not saying that he doesn't deserve to be fired. You know, I, I'm just saying. But but he's very calm for a guy that has blown so many games and has had no comebacks in the fourth uh, quarter. He acts like he's Bill Walsh. It's crazy. It Look, is. St- still no Eric Hendricks at practice this week or Joey Bosa for uh, – actually, Bosa practiced a little on Wednesday and then was back on their injury report without practicing yesterday, so that might not be a good sign. The defense is terrible anyway. Could be good for the Vikings. Tough handicap. Both teams I love very Kirk desperate. Cousins. I he love was, him. He was great in the, in the last time we yep. saw him under a tremendous pressure. He gets his butt kicked yeah. with no offensive line. He still puts up four TDs. I don't know yeah. what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Elsewhere around the league, Panthers on the road at the Seahawks. <laughs> uh, Panthers are catching six. Short week for the Panthers, and now they have to travel 2,500 miles across the country oh to the Pacific God. Northwest. And it's looking like no Bryce Young uh, for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's better. I don't know. We'll see. He's looked very much like a rookie in his first couple of games. Seattle really bounced back with an impressive performance. Geno was good, uh, even without his starting tackles uh, in the win in overtime on the road uh, I had at that Detroit. Game. Yeah, that was excellent. It was an well, excellent call. We I'll broke that game what. down last week, and that was an excellent call. I'll tell you what. Uh, I went from last year being uh, the big Lebowski in the limo saying the plane has hit the mountain mm. uh, where I lost eight games by two points. I'm starting to get those wins, so I start off seven and three for my picks and, for instance, the media pool. That that could turn around easily. That's but excellent. So, excellent. Well, so far, you. because it's been a rough uh, couple weeks for people. Uh, it, it, the games have not come true to form. I mean, the Bears, think about this, were favored. Uh, supposed to be favored those first two games. Yes, in the look-aheads, they were favored in the first two. And they lost both by double digits, Mike. And they lost both by double digits. And and Pittsburgh, I want to talk to you about the Rams. Uh, You know, my mom says, you know, Carmen's so smooth. He's such a nice young man. (laughs) I said, well, I could get him mad in a minute. I'll just just bring up one of his picks that was a push last week. Mike, I mean, mean, what do we do do here? Okay. (laughs) Well, tell everybody what happened. Okay, so I'm I'm laying the seven, all Uh right? The game closed seven and a half, eight. Uh, Sean McVay is down 10, 10 with four seconds left uh, after they clock it, kicks a field goal. <laughs> now you tell me. I mean, you tell me what in the world is happening. What is going on? He uh, wanted to. Uh, he tried to say he doesn't know what a, the point spread is. Let me tell you something. If I was a coach, the first thing I'm looking at is the point spread. And it's not because I'm a degenerate gambler or anything. I want to think what other people think of me. I want to think what Vegas thinks about me. I want to see what the newspapers think about me. Because I use that as a chip, just like Deion Sanders would. He has used his ability and his uh, type of rhetoric uh, to, to turn his team, it's us against the world. Unbelievable. So, so I think you got screwed, Carm. 
It was brutal. Don't I mean, there's, talking about there's a seventh tiebreaker. There's been a right, exactly the eighth tiebreaker. There's been a couple of those. Like how the Patriots didn't land inside the number oh in week God. one is still beyond me. Like I still can't. Those understand are the that. games I was losing last. Year. I mean, what what is happening? You know, yeah. it's wild. But that's that's the life of uh, betting on this. Well, sport. that's that. That's true too. You got because you know nobody remembers the great wins. We just remember right. the you bad remember beats. The, the bad beats. Yes. Yep. Uh, Cowboys on the road at the Cardinals. Uh, the Ooh. Cardinals catching twelve. They've been feisty, Mike. Two Scrappy 2-0 against the number. I've had them both weeks. Yeah, they got a good D. The two losses are by a combined seven points, even though they blew yep. that huge lead against the Giants. The, the big news here uh, is the loss of Trayvon Diggs, who uh, tore his ACL in practice yesterday. That's brutal for the Cowboys. Look, I still think this defense is going to be awesome. Uh, Mike, I don't know that there's been a better player in the NFL the first two weeks than Micah Parsons. I mean, he's been an absolute terror. Yeah, he's a beast. Uh, their d- double teams don't bother him. He's got enough quickness. He, run- he can bull rush you or go around you. Uh, I'll tell you what, I may have a pick on this game. Okay. It's hard for me, though, to get off Arizona and to be getting 12 and a half. I know they're on That's the road. Yeah. That's a lot of points. Uh, you know, And I want to also congratulate while we're waiting for our own quarterback to get a win. How about this kid from Indianapolis? He gets yeah. a win last week, right? You're, yeah, well, and he got knocked out of that game. That's the thing. I mean, Anthony Well, Richardson when did he is, play till? Um, midway quarter? through the second quarter, I want right. to say. Yeah. Well, I just I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'm, he I'll got credit. You. He got credit as a starter. And you know what? I think oh, yeah. he played like eight college games, and I think he played a game in fifth grade. You I know will, what I mean? It would be nice to see him out there this week. The, he versus Lamar would be good. Lamar was great, by the way, last week. Uh, Ravens laying yep. eight at home against the I Colts. Had him. I, I will. I will say this. Here's mm-hmm. the uh, when Anthony Richardson plays, the Anthony Richardson prop. For any time touchdown is hit in the first two weeks. Yep. And you got to remember who his coach like is. Shane Steichen, who comes from Philly. Think about all those creative things they did down near the goal line with Jalen Hurts. And he will continue. If they get inside the 10, Anthony Richardson, week yep. in and week out, is going to be a great bet to Big score time. a touchdown. So something to keep an eye on when the Colts are playing. Uh, back to the college game, real quick, because that's been. You know, that's really the great uh, card this week is the college Six game. Mike, games. And I, Mike and I talked about Ohio State and Notre Dame already. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gave you a little nugget on Iowa Penn State. We talked Colorado, Oregon. We talked UCLA, Utah. Uh, Adam Abdallah is producing with us today. He's a huge yeah. Bama fan. Bama is at home in Tuscaloosa, laying seven against Ole Miss. Wait a minute. This- wait a minute. Wait a minute. I oh, know yeah, my he- brother in law is a big Yankee fan. He was born when they had the dynasty going. I mean, an Alabama fan. Does, he does, loves does, Bama. I, uh, okay. He I mean, I, that's him. a luxury. That's well, a lot yeah. Roll tight. Roll. You know this <laughs> oh is not this weekend. Ole Miss money line. Oh, oh I mean, Adam boy. Listen, Adam called it when Adam called it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, when uh, uh, who, who went in there? Texas. Adam, Texas. When yeah. Texas went in there great and game. won. Adam called it. Uh, Texas had a great fourth quarter. Uh, Ole Miss is catching seven. Bama's laying the touchdown here. Do you guys realize this is the first time since 2015 that Bama will start a game ranked outside the top and ten? And who would have thought the star of the Affleck commercial, which is supposed to be saving as a coach, Deion. would be Deion Sanders yeah, right that's now? that's funny. I will also say that uh, when you look at the rankings and when you look at it's not one of Alabama's stronger teams. They will lose a game. It's I not, think Adam yeah. would agree. Well, and, and when I became a business, when I got into radio – I stop being a fan of the Bears, and I start looking at things objectively, and I think that's what Adam does when he bets against Alabama. He knows you gotta the team be, better Right, right. you got to bet with your head, that's absolutely. Right. Look, right. uh, Bama's got three quarterbacks. That means you don't have one. They're going back to Jalen and, la- and the guy last week was horrid. It's terrible, yeah. I mean, oh uh, after they bench Milrow, they're going back to Milrow. Look, Saban doesn't lose to assistants very often, former assistants very often. He already dropped a game to Sark a couple of weeks ago. Will he drop another in the same year with Lane Kiffin rolling in? We'll see. One thing 
thing to remember. Ole Miss's DC was on Nick Saban staffs uh, on Nick Saban staff, excuse me, for six seasons. So wow. he he knows. Uh, Saban very well. I think Ole Miss is going to go in there and give him a game. The Rebels uh, were a play away from maybe winning at home last year. This was a, a one-score game uh, last year, so I think that's going to be a good one in Tuscaloosa. And, well, you know what? Adam's funny? calling it. Adam says Ole Miss money. Line. I'm going to go with Adam, but you know what's funny? I thought you're going to love this, Carm. I I heard an excerpt of the Nick Saban show. Okay, America's mm-hmm. most boring program. Yeah, exactly. Yes, after the Bill Belichick show. Of oh, absolutely. The when he talks, when he talks about punters for twenty minutes. Yeah, back to back, and then you, you jump from a plane with no shoot. He talks and, about the wedge for twenty. Yeah, that's right. But but with Nick Saban and his show, he did get a call from a guy, and the guy says, "Coach, what about this? What about that?" And Saban said, "What would you do?" Okay, and he was joking. So I think Nick Saban sort of knows what he has here. Mm. I don't think he even thinks it will be a miracle if they're in the playoffs. That's, that's what I, he's It's saying. trending that way right now, yeah. and they certainly can't afford another loss. Yep. All right, boys, uh, when we come back, we are going to talk to Jim Miller. We'll get some ponies, and then Mike and I give you best plays rolling into the weekend. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this week's edition of The Odds Couple presented by Circle Resort and Casino. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with each and every week and every week. Before we get into our best plays, we get some ponies. And Jimmy was uh, at it again. All he does is give out winners. Uh, he was nailing them, uh, picking them up and putting them down at Churchill last weekend. He's back, as yep. he always is every Friday. Uh, we go out to the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline and say hi to one of the best handicappers in the business from Hawthorne Racecourse, Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, it was a good week last week. We had a lot, a lot of luck, and, and just, you know what? It, it turned out that the horses ran the way they were supposed to last week at Churchill Down. <laughs> so it was definitely a profitable week. It's nice when things uh, iron out that way. And then really good news on the Chicago racing circuit this past week, guys. We had our racing dates announced for next year for 2024. Expanded meets for both Harness and Thoroughbred Racing at Hawthorne. So Harness extends to mid-February. Thoroughbred start into March, go all the way to mid-October, and then Harness at the end of the year along with a month worth of racing down at the Illinois State Fairgrounds in Springfield. So oh, a great. lot of added racing, and that's really good. It's a positive sign for horse yeah. racing in the, Illinois. The track is barely dark at this point, Jimmy. I mean, it's uh, it's great, right? It's great for the horsemen. Yep. It's great for people that want to go out and wager and have fun. I mean, that really is that, that's fantastic. Yeah, we only go five weeks the entire year next year without any type of racing, and all wow. that is going to be is for thoroughbreds to train leading up to the start of the racing season. But we're seeing more interest in the racing at Hawthorne. Handle was up for the thoroughbred meet, nearly 10%. So really, positive signs moving forward. Breeding's picking up in the state, and I'm very excited for next year. Good. You know, I was watching a movie this morning, Jim, uh, on TCM with Errol Flynn, the great Ward Bond, if you will, Lexus Smith, a gentleman, Jim, about uh, the boxer who ended up wearing gloves and beating uh, the greatest uh, ever, uh, John L. Sullivan, right? And I was looking, it was in the... 1890s, okay? Yep. Tell me about harness racing in the 1950s. What kind of equipment was it? Was it considered, I mean, how much more dangerous was it? Uh, I mean, for instance, Corbett fought a, a, a guy named Mitchell. 66 rounds, and it was a draw. 
So, I mean, a lot of things have improved. What are the top three things? Tell me about first the buggies and stuff like that. Uh, How dangerous were they back then? Well, think about it for the buggies. Like right now we talk about how aerodynamic they are, and they're a very light aluminum. Back then, I mean, it was thicker wheels. It was a heavier bike. They were bulkier to get around, so maneuvering was much tougher. But when you see a spill in harness racing, it's very rare. But when you do, I mean, Mm. it's almost crazy just how there's guys almost catapulting all over the place. Back then, it was basically like a NASCAR pileup. So on that type of end for the buggy things, definitely a, a huge difference. Even equipment for the drivers. I mean, you're looking at the helmets now. You're looking at the safety vests and that. Back in the day, I mean, it was almost a free-for-all. So those two things have definitely changed from the safety standpoint for the drivers and what you're seeing on the track. It was like Ben-Hur, you know. Yeah. Back, uh... Jerry. <laughs> the Jerry. Exactly. I love the Ben-Hur. Uh, exactly. Races. Yeah. Um, all right, Jimmy. So you were great last weekend. Where are we wagering this weekend? So we're going to Parks this weekend out in Philadelphia. They have a massive card on Saturday. So there's three stakes races. We're going to bet all these horses across the board. Pretty good prices on each two. So race number 11, bet the 10. Gordian not across the board. This one's 5-1 to one in the morning line. Race 12, bet the 6. Just Catherine across the board. She's 12-1 to one in the morning Ooh. line. And then race 13 is the Pennsylvania Derby guys. Bet the 3 Saudi Crown across the board. Seven to two on this one, and I love this horse in this race. Dude, I love it. I love the odds on some of those. So Parks in Philly, some stakes racing for this weekend, everybody. These are three horses and three races on Saturday uh, in Philadelphia. Race 11, the 10 horse across the board. Race 12, the six horse across the board. And then race 13, the three, heart, uh, the three horse across the board. Is that right, Jim? That's right, boys. We're loading right, up the bankroll for the Justin Fields over for Russian Yard Sunday, guys. Beautiful. <laughs> Do it. I love it. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Jim. We'll see you, buddy. Jimmy! <laughs> Jimmy might be on a, might, might be on a good prop say, bet there. What yeah. is that prop bet for Fields over? Because I, he's going to be running like every down. I think Jimmy might be right on that. Do one. we have one? I can find it in two seconds. Yeah, Hold on. Like, Adam, if Dalla might know offhand, too. Yeah. He follows the props closer than I do. Adam, if well, you yeah, know it. I'll look real quick, though, as we give out our best plays. Just You to want to hear my is. dumb prop bet of the week the other night? Yeah. It was minus what? I was getting plus 110. Bellinger, listen to this. I'm such a dummy. I just wanted to have a little action. Under one and a half runs, hits, and RBIs. Okay? He gets a double and scores in the first inning. I'm done. But would you rather lose right away or wait till the ninth inning? Right, exactly. I think you'd rather lose right away, don't you think? Rushing yards yards for fields over, under, 55 and a half. Oh, he's going to run for 100 yards. Hopefully we'll win. Minus 110. Minus 110 on the over. Jimmy like might have hit on something. I man. think he might have, yeah. My God, right. you know, he's not going to throw the football all over the field against them. They're going to try to control the clock. Let's give some best plays out, Mike, okay. uh, going into the weekend. Where do you want to start, my friend? You go first, my friend. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a total first. And we're gonna I love up, totals. We're going to go up to Green Bay. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to look at Saints and Packers. Total in the game, 42 and a half. Some 42s creeping in the market now. I uh, get it. Before it gets to the key, everybody, at 41. We're going to go under 42 and a half. Saints at Packers. Eight straight unders. We're going to keep the trend going. We're going to play the trend. Eight straight unders for the Saints going back to last year. 11 of their last 12 have gone under. This defense can play. They did have a key loss in Marcus May because he was suspended uh, four games for violating the league's substance abuse policy. But I still think that this defense will travel and will do well. The Saints D is uh, fourth in the league in EPA per play, fourth in success rate. Uh, both the Saints and Packers are in the top half of the league in pressure rate and total sacks. Christian Watson might be trending for a return. 
I think Aaron Jones as well, but David Bakhtiari still limited. And while Justin, uh, excuse me, while Jordan uh, Love has been good and he's got the best passer rating, some of the advanced metrics mm-hmm. say that there could be a little adjustment and he could come back down to earth. Look, he's done a good job of taking care of the ball, uh, but I, I don't see too many explosive plays on either side in this one. And I think we go under the 42 and a half Saints and Packers in Lambeau. On yeah, Sunday. Saints are formidable. I mean, big time. That defense can play, Mike. And by the way, I just want to say to Sean Payton, I know, Sean, I know you, I like you, but Drew Brees is not walking through that he door. He is not walking through okay. that door. I've got, uh, I've got a play of the Broncos coming up. We'll see what this is like, too. I'm not saying Go he's going to win the next one. I got, you know, Deshaun Watson, I can't stand him. I thought he was overpaid. To get a fully guaranteed contract is criminal. But like I was saying earlier, and like Carmen and I preach, it's business, not personal. He's under heat right now. They're playing Tennessee. Tennessee yep. getting three and a half. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns to break out of their funk. If he doesn't do it now, there'll be more questions. Uh, it reads out to me that Cleveland should win this game by six yeah. or more, so we'll see. I'll tell you, I love that Cleveland defense in that front I do right too. now. Holy I, cow, Mike, are they Watson's well. got to play yeah, better. Yeah, agreed. I agree I'm, with you. I mean, he's just not playing his – the boy played before all the trouble started. He's, yeah, I, totally I mean, uh, here's what he's got to do for this game only. I got your back. Okay, then I'll go back to hating you again. But just get the job done. Um, All right, Mike talked about Sean Payton. He put his team on blast again. He's uh, making a habit out of that. Look, the Broncos are going on the road uh, to Miami to play the Dolphins. I've been so impressed with the Dolphins. Tua's look great. One thing that hasn't looked great, surprisingly, is that defense. They added Vic Fangio. That's probably the biggest, most significant offseason move, non-player offseason move that occurred. Uh, But the Dolphins, D, just hasn't been great by any stretch here. Uh, Worst success rate against in the entire NFL. Teams are converting third downs at a very high rate on them. Uh, he's playing his old team, obviously, that he coached. I'm sure he'll have them plenty motivated. But Sean Payton kind of called out both his quarterback and his D coordinator. I think the Broncos respond. They might not win this game outright, and I'm not saying they will. But catching nearly a touchdown, I'm going to grab the points with the Broncos going into Miami this weekend. Uh, Broncos plus the six half is the other play I will give out. But, boy, I tell you, I have been so impressed with Tua and that Dolphins team. I'll say this about Sean Payton. Just a real quick story. One time he was uh, working for Miami of Ohio, and he was driving through Chicago, and I was on the radio saying there's a kid out of Maine South named John Shackey, Mm. and he's really, really good, but uh, nobody's biting on him. He was almost in Indiana. He turned around. That's awesome. And he went back to Park (laughs) Ridge, and John Shackey got a scholarship. Hurt his knee his second year, I think. But that's the kind of wow. go get him. He turned around and that's went fantastic. back to Park Ridge to recruit him. Now, I will say this. I will have more picks at 147 on the – we were 2-0 and last week on the bonus, 5-3. and three. Uh, I, have to, uh, I have more time to prepare. I promise everybody an NFL game, maybe an Great. MLB game. Awesome. But right now, this is all I got. Awesome. Uh, Carmen and Yurko today from Kansas City, folks. Beautiful Here thing. Beautiful yep. thing. Um, all right, don't ever miss that bonus play every uh, Friday with every Eric Friday, at, baby. Uh, One forty-five or so. All right, yep. thanks, to Adam Abdallah, for helping us today He's produce the, the show. Adam, we appreciate it, buddy. Hey, Adam, thanks. Uh, also, Jake Cantu getting us going down yep. here in Kansas City. The Thank Jaker. you uh, to uh, Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller as always, and thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. Happy wagering, and Mikey, we're right back to do it again next Friday, my friend. So long, everybody. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike Norris on ESPN 1000.